Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 7, Episode 5. You've got me, which is why it's late. I apologise, I'm so sorry. Been really unorganised. Yesterday turned into a little bit of a beach day um, and I also wanted to spend the time learning and educating myself a little bit yesterday, but obviously that is continual. Um, but I, uh, I didn't really feel like I was in the right mindset to record the podcast. Anyway, Excuses aside, I am now here. Uh, my second apology is that Amandine and Hendrik are downstairs, so I apologise if she comes in a little bit way through, but I know you guys don't mind um, a few Amandine appearances, <laughs> uh, but they are downstairs because it's raining! It's raining outside, which is wonderful because my veggies really need it, especially my raspberries and my strawberries, and in fact I'm a little bit miffed because silly me was slightly naive and I didn't cover my strawberry plant and my one beautiful strawberry which was very much on its way to going red and plump is now gone. Um, No idea if it was a rat, a squirrel, a bird but someone took it and it wasn't me and I'm not very happy about it. So when the rain stops, um, I need to go and cover my strawberries. My sister for my birthday bought me, um, well, sent me a surprise because my birthday was in lockdown at the beginning of May, almost a month ago. My gosh, how are we already in June? Oh, where's this time going? Where is this year going? Um, she sent me a bunch of veggies from our local garden centre for um, yeah for my birthday, and it's lovely. And one of those was a strawberry plant, and I've never grown strawberries before. So now we have raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, beetroot, courgette, pumpkin, beans, uh, leeks, lettuce, cauliflower. Who knew that pigeons like cauliflower leaves? So caught the pigeons going up my cauliflower leaves, not very happy about it. So they are now covered. Loads of tomatoes, cucumbers. I thought I'd lost one of the cucumbers to the frost that we had um, at the beginning of May, literally just after I'd planted the veggies, when I thought all of the frost had gone. And we literally hadn't had one frost, I don't think, up until... uh, yeah, like a, a, a few days, literally a few days after I planted them. Um, but anyway, we haven't. We still have the cucumbers. They are still with us. Uh, what have we also got? We've got spinach, um, peppers, hot peppers. But I don't. they don't normally do very well, my peppers. Anyway, this is not a gardening podcast. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you are interested in gardening. Um, but you may have noticed, if you've... Uh, transferred over or, or just come and followed me over on Emma Jolin. I'm trying to share a lot more of our kind of day-to-day adventures and our goings-on and Amandine's goings-on. Um, I get a little bit confused in my social media attempts with Mum Talk and also Emma Jolin because 
I really love to share what's going on, but then I'm always thinking, God, who cares? Like, why would anyone care what I'm doing? Um, but then there, there's often a few little bits which are good to put out there. But anyway, long story short, I thought it would be good to save mum talk for things like reviews, what products we love, um, what, and, and not always sponsored or paid. In fact, I do very, very, very little paid work um, with brands, but um and I make it very clear when I do, as you know. But I thought that might be easier because I, I know there are a lot of people out there, for instance, looking for a new car seat and it's just nice to hear um, the opinion of, you know, what we've got and what I wouldn't buy and what we've barely used. But then also every child is different. And then Emma Jolant account is, which is my personal kind of our day-to-day stuff will be more what's going on in our lives and what we're doing and adventures and um, Amandine growing up, essentially. There will come a point, I am sure, when I don't want to share much of Amandine, I think. And I think that will come maybe in a year or so when she starts to really, um, I don't know, maybe understand a little bit more. I've really no idea when they start to understand social media, but... Anyway, um, I also am trying to spend less time on my phone. (laughs) So all of this makes me um, a rubbish Instagrammer and a rubbish social media person. (laughs) Um, Anyway, keep on topic, Emma, on topic. So uh, I'm here today to update you on what's going on with us and Amandine and what we're up to, answer some of your questions, um, let you know what's been going on with me and also share some bits and bobs with you. So where do I start? I'll start how my morning's been, how about that? Um, what have I done this morning? Had a little bit of a lion. I've been really trying during this lockdown to get a little bit fitter. Um, so I've been working out almost every day during lockdown. And when I mean working out, <laughs> we're talking like 15 minutes here or there. I, when I, when I was, you know, trying to weigh up why we're struggling to conceive for a second time, I was thinking maybe it's because, uh, my stress levels are perhaps a little bit higher. I very much do less yoga. I am certainly not as fit as I used to be um, when I when we conceived Amandine and that was playing on my mind because when I got pregnant with Amandine most things stopped because they just didn't feel very good. I think I ran up until I was about 15 weeks, maybe 14 weeks pregnant with Amandine, maybe even less actually. I really don't remember but I just remember running through the woods and saying to Hendrik, I'm going to have to stop because this really doesn't feel very nice. I feel like baby's going to literally just head south out of um out of my bottom so (laughs) I stopped stopped running um I stopped doing yoga as well pretty much I did the odd little bit but really essentially stopped my practice because again it didn't feel very nice and I'm very much one who follows what their body likes to do and if it feels nice then I do it if it doesn't then I don't uh especially when I'm pregnant so um, yeah, I thought, well, I'll use this time seeing as we're at home loads and Hendrik and I are doing these alternate mornings-ish. Um, it'll give me a little bit more time to just fit in a bit of a workout amongst all the other things I'd like to do. Um, so I started, yeah, I started doing every other day when Hendrik had Amandine, I would do a little bit of a workout. I like to work out in the mornings 
before I've eaten anything, before I've drunk anything. <laughs> I don't know if that's sensible or not, but that's what I like to do. So I started running loads in lockdown and um, walking a lot, carrying Amandine. Amandine is obviously getting heavier and heavier. She's, I think she's 11 kilograms now. I mean, the last time we weighed her was probably over a month ago. So she's probably 11 and a half now kilograms. The backpack is three and a half kilograms. Um, so it's quite a lot of weight. <laughs> and I really found that running and also walking with Amandine, um, my, I had, I got really bad knees, especially in my right knee, uh, really started to give me some jip. So I, it was very important to me that I could still walk with Amandine carrying her. That's, that's, I'd rather be able to do that than, um, go running. So I stopped running and I literally just went on my first run again, uh, yesterday. No, day before yesterday, day before yesterday felt horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was rubbish. Um, but I did do a sub six minute, six minute kilometre. I think that sounds right. God, I'm not a runner. But anyway, um, I'm enjoying it and kind of, <laughs> you know, when you enjoy exercise when you're finished, <laughs> you don't enjoy it when you're doing it. But I enjoy, enjoyed it. So God, I'm really waffling again on this podcast. I apologise. You're probably used to me interviewing guests and um it being you know quite there's there's some what am I trying to say <laughs> god oh you know what I mean okay let's get back on track so yeah I've been exercising um in a hope that maybe we it'll help conceive I have no idea so from all of this you're probably realizing yes we are still not pregnant which is um not ideal. Uh, but I am trying to not worry about it. In fact, I've just realised, I'm sure I had some questions on, before I started the podcast just now, I looked on my Instagram and wrote down all of the questions you guys had asked. And I'm sure someone had wrote, written about how I'm feeling in this pregnancy, but I didn't see it. How weird. I'll have another little look um, before I start going into your questions. But we're not pregnant and uh, who knows. I don't know if I told you guys, but I did call the doctor in the end. So after I shared with you, I think I shared at some point with you guys, that I, I um, was going to speak to the doctor about it and I didn't know if I wanted to because I think this is at the very beginning of lockdown in a bonus maybe yeah in a bonus episode I wasn't sure if I wanted to speak to the doctor I felt really bad because there was a lot of advice saying you know don't conceive during lockdown blah 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 um anyway I didn't feel comfortable bringing the doctor and then after that episode I had a few of my very close friends message me being like you should just call the doctor they you know, they don't actually have that many patients right now. They'll do a little phone consult. So I called my doctor and in all honesty, I really, really like my doctor. But in all honesty, I wasn't that enamoured with her response. Um, because everything was kind of normal in my cycle. So I, I go between a, it seems I go between a 28 and a 30 day cycle. And um, it looks like I'm ovulating, you know, in cervical mucus, all that kind of stuff. But I'm not getting any rise in my temperature. I've been recording my temperature since, say, I would say December, probably, with a few little blips in the middle. Um, But I'm not getting any temperature rise. I've used a different thermometer just in case. (laughs) But I'm literally getting really similar temperatures all the way through the month. 
Um, which makes me think my body is trying to ovulate, but I'm not actually ovulating, which makes sense also with ovulation sticks. I'm getting, um, with the ovulation sticks that I have, I don't know if that, I think they're clear blue, maybe. I, I'm not entirely sure, I can't remember. Um, but it's the one with a digital stick, and it says a solid smiley face for when you're high fertility, or when you are ovulating, I think, and then a flashy face. Is that right? A flashy face for when you're... Uh, could be the other way around. Flashy face for when you're just high ovulation. So that could be, you know, four or five days. And that's exactly what I've been getting. I've been getting like five days of high ovulation and never reading peak. And it could be that, you know, you only ovulate, I think, is it 12 hours or something? So the window is quite small. So I could ovulate during the night when I wouldn't be peeing on a stick. <laughs> so could be that I missed, missed the ovulation window. Anyway, all of this aside, we are not pregnant and I have really tried this month especially to just lay off because I also had so many messages being like you just need to relax you just need to chill stop taking your temperature I know it's a really hard thing to hear but the minute you relax and just it'll happen that's all very well and good but it's really hard to do um especially when and I think this is the thing this is what I was explaining to the doctor um and yeah, uh, did I even tell you? <laughs> I don't think I even told you what the doctor said, did I? I just went off on a whim. Um, but yeah, because my cycle is looking good, essentially, the doctor said, um, we're just not going to, we, we won't we won't even touch you, we won't even look at you for 18 months, because everything seems normal. If your cycle is around those days, and you're getting your period, then you're ovulating. Now, the more reading that I do, the more I know that not to be true. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of tricky because I don't really feel like I can go back to the doctor and be like, uh, I don't think it, that's right. <laughs> anyway, I just have to relax. The more and more people I speak about speak to about it, the more and more people share with me that it's taken them seven, eight months. That seems to be average um, to get pregnant and... Uh, I'm kind of hoping that'll be the same for us. I also don't have a realistic view on how long it takes to get pregnant because with Amandine, we got pregnant literally the first time we tried. And that was after like two years of me not having any periods, of really fluctuating in weights, being quite underweight. And then when I put the weight back on, uh, my periods came back and then my body was like, oh, okay, let's party, let's do this, let's make a baby. Um, but that doesn't seem to be happening this time. Also, I've been eating an obscene amount of chocolate. Um, I don't think I shared what Hendrik bought me for my birthday, but literally, lockdown birthday and all, he bought me a box of chocolate. Now, I'm not just talking a box of chocolates. I am talking a cardboard box filled with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like all of my favorite chocolates he literally went to Sainsbury's and I think bought like 40 pounds worth of chocolate which is really rather absurd it has taken me about a month to get through um, with the help of Hendrik and with the help of me giving some to my mum um but yeah 
<laughs> it's a lot of chocolate. And one of you wonderful people did contact me and say, um, dairy is inflammatory for the body, maybe lay off that a little bit as well. So naturally, I have been trying to consume less chocolate. And I have um, been fairly successful. I don't eat really a huge amount of cheese. So cheese hasn't been an issue. I don't drink milk. Um, it's really just my chocolate consumption. Oh, excuse me. So I have been trying to relax that a little bit. Anyway, I really sidetracked into this when I was telling you my morning, wasn't I? Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> this morning <laughs> I uh, I did realise on my Natural Cycles app that um, I am due my period in three days, four days, four days if I'm sticking to a 28-day cycle. And I'm, I sat, <laughs> this is probably an overshare, but I sat in the toilet this morning and I was like, oh, do I do a pregnancy test? Do I not? I've got one left. I can't be asked to go and get another one. When I have done this one, should I just wait, see if my period comes, or should I take a test? Because it's that really annoying waiting period, isn't it? And I actually, to be honest, haven't thought about it that much at all. Um, this month wasn't really our best month for trying. Um, but because it's really hard to know when to have sex. I mean, you know, we do have sex, but it's kind of... We, we are still at that point of making sure it's around the right times but then everybody's different and then kind of when you're knackered use the excuse of oh well you know sperm should live there for at least three to five days <laughs> so bad isn't it god um because i don't know why but lockdown has made us tired i think hendrick and i are in bed and we are getting up quite early but hendrick and i are in bed by like nine o'clock ready to go to sleep um, not, you know, get down under the sheets. Anyway, back to this morning. Um, yeah, so I did a little workout this morning and, uh, literally I've just put together this little 15 minute kind of blast because there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to get done. I needed to get on top of the laundry. And you know, when you can't do anything until you've just got your jobs and your stuff done. So, um, I, uh, yeah, did my workout, had my milkshake, and then all my little shaky thing, um, which I've been having for well over three years now, every single morning. It's just my favourite breakfast. I can't even think about any other breakfast. Um, I, I just feel like I can hear your questions already being like, what, what's in your shake? So it is, it's either, so I go between two, it's frozen banana, almond milk, um, a little bit of date syrup, a handful of blueberries, and some peanut butter. Um, or, which is my favourite, and I will make excess of this so I can pour it into ice cream moulds for Amandine so she can have ice cream as a snack after she wakes up from her nap. Um, I do cacao, peanut butter, a little bit of date syrup, frozen banana and almond milk, and that one is the bomb. And if I really am trying to be healthy, I might sneak a little bit of spinach in there, but I can always taste it. I don't understand these people who can be like, I don't taste spinach in my shakes, I can taste it. I really can't taste it, and it's not, it ruins it, so, <laughs> um, I did make Amandine, actually, a smoothie, which was mango, spinach, uh, avocado, all sorts, and she did really enjoy it, I would not have enjoyed it, okay, so I'm really going off topic, and this is ending up being a really long podcast, so I hope you're still here, <laughs> before we actually get onto topic, so with Amandine, um, with Amandine, what's been going on with her? So actually, we've had such beautiful weather, haven't we, that 
we've been trying to, um, well, we've obviously been outside loads. And recently, over the last week, she has had quite an eczema flare-up. Now, she doesn't really have eczema. Um, I really would never say it was eczema in the winter. She just have, has the occasional patch of dry skin, but it never goes red and sore or cracks. It's just um, probably me not moisturising her enough. Um, but because we, we only bath her as well, like once every three days... Um, I might give her bottom a little bit of a wash, but as far as baths go, we bath her a lot less because, again, we find her skin just dries out really quickly and flares up. However, it's, that's really tricky to do when you're applying sun cream all the time. <laughs> um, and I, I hate going to bed, feeling that sticky sensation of sun cream on my body. No matter how moisturising, how light sun cream is, I always feel a bit dirty when I'm wearing sun cream and I hate going to bed wearing sun cream. So I always shower it off and I, I kind of feel the same with Amaldine. I mean, I would love for some of you guys to DM me and say, don't be silly, they can wear sun cream to bed <laughs> because I'd love that. But I have really been feeling like Amaldine needs to have a bath and to get it off. Um, so we do try and use this natural sun creams as we can but I'm also I had a really bad experience when I was on a yoga teacher training and I used a natural sun cream I did nothing and I burnt so badly and I, so I'm always a little bit wary about completely natural sun creams um and if we do go natural it's kind of just like zinc <laughs> um anyway I'm not here to talk about sun cream. So eczema, yeah, she's had quite a bad eczema flare-up. Um, so we've been, we did do a little bit of just kind of softly wiping her down, but then I really felt like the cloth was maybe aggravating those areas. So we've been giving her really cool baths in the evening. We've been trying to keep her a lot cooler. We've been trying to keep her in the shade a lot more, which is tricky, really, really tricky, because how do you tell a toddler just to sit in the shade and play in the shade? You can't, can you? When I put on her little swimsuit that covers her entire body, that obviously gets really warm, I think, and aggravates her eczema. So it's almost better that she's just naked, but then I have to put sun cream on and the sun cream is aggravating her eczema. Oh, it's a really tricky one. So yesterday we were actually out all day, but I did try and keep her covered most of the day in very light cottons. Um, Anna seems to have improved a little bit. I also, I went actually to Boots, which was <laughs> quite a interesting experience um obviously everyone was I hadn't I haven't been into somewhere like boots since the lockdown but they were all wearing masks and full visors and head equipment it was amazing actually to see um the level of protection that they had which was so so brilliant um but she basically said contact your doctor which was a bit of a bit frustrating really because I didn't uh, it's not that bad um so what I did was uh, I got her a little bit of epiderm cream which again not really liking the sound of the ingredients list as most of it is liquid paraffin however I am just putting it on her because she she does seem really sore so I'm just putting it on the little creases in her elbows creases behind her knees um where else have I put it that's pretty much it just inside of her thigh um so essentially where anything is sweaty and rubbing there's n there's n 
There's no eczema anywhere else on her body. It's just the sweaty bits, which is why we know that it's down to the summer and the heat causing it, because um, she doesn't have it with anything else. Um, interestingly, do you guys remember when Amandine had what we thought was potentially a hazelnut allergy? So not the cashew one, which we know is cashews. Or I should, yeah, I'll let you know about the development on that as well. Um, but the hazelnut, where she came up in almost like a, um, oh, what's it called? It wasn't, was it high? Is that right? Where she kind of had large patches and it almost looked like she was bruising and went to the doctors all before lockdown. He said it was viral. Anyway, and we weren't sure if it was hazelnuts or not. So we accidentally gave Amandine a little bit of something with hazelnut in the other day and we didn't have a rash. So we're maybe thinking um, that she's not allergic to hazelnuts. Anyway, on the allergy thing, whilst I'm here... We, of course, got a letter through during lockdown being like, please come into the hospital for your appointment. Um, in fact, I think I told you about this. But in the end, we got a phone call about three days before our appointment saying this is going to be a phone call consult, which was absolutely fine, completely agree. Um, had the phone call consult, it was very much exactly the same as the uh, doctors when she first had the allergies, had to explain what happened, had to explain if there had been any anything else, had to explain if we yeah tried any other nuts, all of that kind of stuff, had to explain the, her diet and things for the consultant just to say, okay, well, we'll get her in. Um, we'll do the pinprick, etc, etc. She said she would then send a letter to us and the doctors and it would take about two weeks. It has been almost a month and we've heard nothing. And I completely understand why. Um, and to be honest, we're not too fussed because um, we're very happy not going into the hospital still right now. So it's uh, it's not a big deal. But also the NHS are very much focused on what they need to be doing right now. And so they should be. And our allergy is not, um, we can manage it perfectly well, so that's fine. Um, so yeah, just with the eczema thing, I'm trying to uh, moisturise her with the epiderm occasion, well, epiderm every day on the sore patches, and it seems to be really, really helping. And then the rest of her body, I'm using the Child's Farm thing, um, baby moisturiser, which seems to come highly, highly recommended for eczema. Um, so I've just been trying that. In all honesty, that hasn't been making a huge amount of difference. Um, but the pharmacist was saying that Aveeno, Child's Farm, like all of them very much share a very similar ingredients list. So, which I didn't really know. I didn't think they did. But anyway, that's what she said. So, um, that has been tricky. So I'm very pleased, actually, that it's a cloudy day today and it's raining and maybe Amandine's skin over the next few days can just take a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a break. Um, potty training. Loads of questions around potty training, yet we still are having the same issue, um, very much so at the start of lockdown. She didn't was not interested in going on the potty anymore. She still isn't. She kicks off the minute we put her on the potty. So what I did this week, because she has more than enough language, understands more than enough to know that peas and poos go in the loo um, and not in the nappy. And she 100% knows this. <laughs> so she's just being a little, she's just being sassy. Um, so what I did was I went on to John Lewis and I've got her a, we're going to try something different. I got her a loo seat to go on the big girl loo, <laughs> which is what we call it. Um, and 
It's a penguin. It's very cool. It's from my Carrie Potty because my, uh, my theory behind this was if I get her whatever she wants to go on the loo and it's cool and it's fun, she'll want to sit on it more. And then if we do feel like we need to get a potty as well for outings out or, you know, if I'm going to my mum's, it would be fun for her and also maybe she'd understand a little bit more if I got the same penguin my carry potty so we've got a my penguin we've got a penguin my carry potty seat for the loo for the adult loo which just kind of sits on top and then um if we need to i will purchase a my carry potty but they're not cheap are they so i don't um want to purchase that unless i really really need to so um that's what we're doing the interesting thing was <laughs> Almadine went she put it on the loo she wanted to have a go she didn't do anything which was fine she wanted me to sit on it she wanted papa to sit on it so we tried without breaking it which we managed and then she takes it off the loo she puts it on the carpet which is also slightly worrying she sits down and then she goes and she's pretending to wee she knows what she's meant to be doing she knows but the funny thing was is that she took it off the loo and she made it into a potty herself. So now I'm kind of in a bit of a thing of, do I get in the potty anyway? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm so lost. I'm so lost in this potty training business. Um, every time we let her run around with no nappy, she just pees on the floor. Every time. Our carpet upstairs is wrecked. Um, so much pee. And also the rug downstairs is wrecked. Thank goodness it's just from Ikea. Not that I am anyway behind throwaway culture. But there's only, so, there's only so many peas you can have on a rug before it's time for the rug to leave. Um, so anyway, that's where we're at with posture training. I have no idea what I'm doing and I have no idea what we should be doing. So I think I'm going to try and get a guest to come on and talk about potty training because it would really help me selfishly, but probably help you guys too. I've read so much about it and I've read so much about, you know, in the summer, just let them run around naked and catch them when they look like they're going to go to the wee. But Amandine is stealth. She is so stealth. Like she will literally, she, she'll literally run around and wee. She's not interested in standing still and focusing she's just she just you know lets it loose whenever she needs to there's no there's no guide as to when she's going to go for a wee no matter how much I watch her like a hawk so I'm yeah I'm lost sleep sleep routine how's that going right now really well we have been incredibly lucky um through lockdown she is we had a bit of a blip I would say five weeks ago maybe where Amandine wasn't sleeping so well she was fussing when we went into bed um she went through a stage of wanting to be in her cot when she was having her book read to her which was fine but it just meant that she was kind of rolling around tossing climbing up climbing down um she was just really fussing around in her cot so but that seems to have passed now we're back to a um book bed routine we give her a cup of milk but she doesn't drink it she maybe has like two sips of milk before she goes to bed and she sleeps I would say realistically from 7 30 to about 6 30 7 o'clock which is wonderful um in the daytime she has a nap so she has a nap around 12 any time between 12 30 and 1 15 
Um, and she sleeps on average an hour and 45 to two hours. Occasionally it'll be a little bit more, um, but that's normally when she's woken up and then she's gone back to sleep again and then she's fallen back into a deep sleep. Um, we are having, however, the last, thankfully it's cooling down, but the last week or so, it's been so hot, hasn't it, that in the evenings her bedroom, the sun faces her bedroom in the evenings, so we've had, you know, been getting out the What to Wear Grow Company app, going through all of that, you know, the watching the baby monitor as it rises. And it really is scary when you watch the baby monitor because the baby monitor is two degrees warmer than her bedroom with our baby monitor. It's a Motorola one and it just has always read two degrees warmer than the actual thermometer. And it was like 26, 27 last night, <laughs> which is not ideal. But we had dressed her... Um, in literally just a long-sleeved, very thin t-shirt and a nappy. That's all she went to bed in last night. And it's been really interesting to see because I thought... I didn't think she would sleep very well without her sleep bag. She's always slept in sleep bags. And, yeah, I really didn't think that she would sleep very well in it. But she did. She sleeps like a pro in anything. So I'm amazed. Um, But we also had her... um, We were also concerned that her eczema was flaring up because she was getting too hot in bed. And I definitely think that there was a point during her naps. She's a lot hotter when she goes to sleep for her naps than she is for bedtime. Um, I think that's just because she's been running around. She's just eaten. She's um, just warm. Yeah, really warm. And maybe a little bit sweaty with sun cream. And then her eczema flares up. How She she lies really crumpled up. So her elbows are going to get sweaty. Behind her knees are going to get sweaty when she sleeps. So, yeah, we've been trying to cool her off a little bit in her sleep. (laughs) My gosh, I've I've been talking for such a long time. My laptop has just gone to sleep as well. (laughs) Um, But other than that, she's been sleeping really, really well. um, And napping really well. Uh... So that's been lovely. That's been lovely, lovely, lovely. What else can I share with you? Um, lockdown, we've been really had quite a few questions around whether we've been enjoying lockdown. If you go to my Emma Jolan account, you'll know I posted a post about this because I started to feel a little bit guilty and I just ended up not sharing anything because um, I felt guilty about enjoying lockdown. Um and felt guilty that Amaldine seemed to be thriving in lockdown and I was thriving and, you know, Hendrix being the least stressed, I think, um, I've ever known him and we've been together, what, nine years now? Um, and yes, you know, we've been, Hendrix been furloughed, we have had to make some major adjustments, but he is home and this time is really special and he's going to be home for a long time. <laughs> I don't think he'll be going back to work anytime soon. Um, and, you know, there are stresses. His company have announced that they're going to be making redundancies. So, you know, we, there are very much stresses right now. But we're trying to focus on the positive And we're trying to focus on the time that we have. Um, and just enjoy this time. And Amandine, you know, she's got Hendrix, she's got me. We're here all the time. We're here at her beck and call all the time. You know, this might be a difficult stage to come out of. Um, but also Hendrick is or has before lockdown. He went part time. So um, he's going to be home a lot more, which is lovely. Um, not full part time. There's a yeah, not full part time, but he's gone a little bit part time, which is really nice. So it's us kind of. Yeah, we've just been we've just been enjoying lockdown and Amandine has um 
has been thriving. Her language is coming on a huge amount. She's She really is equal in French and English. She understands so much. She'll say new words and we're like, wow, how do you know that? Like, I'll ask her what something's called and I won't have told her it before and she'll know. Um, and it's really incredible how much she's taking on during this time. I've really benefited from lockdown. I got myself into a point where, um, and my mum's my actually very much like this, I think I spoke about this with Ali a little bit at the episode one of this series. But I got to a place where, you know, if I didn't go out in my day, I felt like my day had been wasted. Um, Rather than just enjoying what we have, enjoying our house, enjoying our garden, enjoying the time that we have, slowing down, doing nothing, you know, just taking a stroll around the village. Um, And it's been really lovely. Oh, she's on the phone. I could just hear squealing and it's Hendrik's mum on the phone. Um, so it's been really lovely um, just embracing this time. And it. I am an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I am an introvert, no matter how much it might seem that I'm an extrovert, you know, whatever you share on social media or on here. But I like the podcast because I'm kind of hiding behind a mic a little bit. I, I like being in my own company I like quiet uh when it gets too noisy I just shut down almost whether that be social media noise whether that be people (laughs) at a party or you know meeting up with too many people at the same time I kind of just shut down um and uh it's been nice to embrace that and I actually when we first started to come out of lockdown a little bit I threw a bit of a wobbly because I didn't want it to happen almost because I had this wonderful guilt-free time of just knowing that no one was meeting anybody. I wasn't, you know, not missing out, fear of missing out and all that, but the fear of Aldine missing out on seeing her friends and uh, socialising and I've just had this wonderful guilt-free time of, of, of not feeling like I need to be doing everything and out and about and feeling bad because I haven't seen friends, seeing bad, feeling bad that I haven't seen or seen family. Um, and I think that's still with me a little bit actually, but I'm just slowly trying to see people, but also make sure I'm keeping most of my week for us and for me. It's been quite tricky finding that balance. Um, and I'm still finding that balance if I'm honest but it is really difficult. Um, but lockdown has been good. It has been good for us. And uh, we're, we're finding out what we, are, what we want our new normal to look like. Very much so finding out what we want our new normal to look like. And uh, yeah, I think I have more of an idea, more of an idea of just slowing things down, slowing... I, I don't like using this word anxiety because I think it's kind of... It's It's been used a little bit too much now, but you know when you feel your body just ooh, buzzing almost, almost like I had way too much coffee, and this is why I don't drink coffee, because it makes this feeling 100 times worse in my body, but just so, like, like you're just overwhelmed, I guess that's a word I'd rather use, overwhelmed with so much going on, and um, I've noticed that I have, I have that maybe once a week now, or maybe a couple of times a month now, uh, rather than four or five times a week. <laughs> so that's been really refreshing, really lovely. 
Amandine has a new love of chalk drawing ever since we've been home so much. We finally invested, although I wouldn't really say invested because they are rubbish because they crack and they leave dust and now we've got chalk all over the sofa but has a new love of chalk drawing. So we're now, we, we're lucky we've got tiles all the way through our bottom of our house and also onto the pavement outside, onto the terrace outside, it's all tiles. So uh, we can draw wherever we want, but I've now noticed there's chalk on the walls, there's chalk on the sofa, there's chalk on our seat, there's chalk on the rug, there's chalk on the uh, chairs outside, there's chalk everywhere. So we do need to rein it in a little bit and teach Amandine that it is chalk on the floor only, especially with these coloured chalks, because we have a white sofa and it is now a lovely shade of red and orange. Um, patches so I need to try and get that off but I am confident it's going to come off in the wash. Can you hear Amandine? <laughs> She's at the bottom of the stairs. Um, rains. A couple of you guys have asked about my thoughts on rains. We're really lucky because Amandine is more than happy to walk by herself. Um, kind of following our instructions not to run into the road. Uh, obviously when a car comes we hold her hand at all times. Um, if not lift her up, just in case. Um, but she's very good at just uh, not going too far from us. Um, we live in the countryside, so it's really not a big deal. There's lots of footpaths for us where she can just have free roam. And then when we walk on the road, we very much try and have tried to teach her from a very young age, literally from her first steps, really, to walk on the side of the road Um so we don't need to have rains, but I can definitely see why you would have them. So I think if you live in... I mean, essentially, they're a safety thing, aren't they? Uh, I guess. Um, and if you feel like you live in an area where you need them, then yeah, get them. If you feel safer with them for, and your child feels safer with them, absolutely get them. If you're walking in a busy place and you don't want to carry them uh, or they don't like to be carried, then I don't really see any other option than to put reins on your kiddo. Um, I don't live in the city, so it's really difficult to kind of share a balanced viewpoint on this. Um, so I would say if you feel like you need them, get them. Don't ever feel shamed for getting them, because if you feel it's the safety of your child at the end of the day, if you feel safe then uh, with, with them having them on, um, and they won't walk, they won't be carried and they won't hold your hand or you don't like putting them in a backpack or you don't want to use the buggy because it's too big, then, um, yeah, get them. Um, they, can, they do little backpacks, don't they, with reins and things, which are quite cute because then you don't necessarily always have to be holding them. You can... Um, well, one thing actually we do with Amandine is um, if she wants to wear that backpack that I made her and we're on the side of the road and she doesn't want to hold our hand, we will hold on to the backpack. So you could try that. If you don't necessarily want them to go a few steps in front of you, you could always do that. If it's kind of a, you know, you're on a walk where occasionally you need to be holding them, they, they don't necessarily know that you're holding them then. <laughs> Whether that's a good thing to teach them, I don't know. Um, a couple of you have um, asked how I'm doing, which is really, really sweet, and you will probably know from what I'm just talking now, that I'm doing well. I am doing well. Um, the other thing that I've been struggling with a little bit, which I think has actually come from exercising, I'm not entirely sure, but I have seemed to gone back to my old way of thinking. 
about body image, which is, and I'm, you know, I'm sharing this because I think it's really important, but if you've listened right from the beginning, you'll know that during my pregnancy, I was super, super, super happy. You know, my body was doing what it was meant to do. Um, and then after giving Amand- after giving birth to Amandine, again, didn't give a monkey's what I looked like, body image-wise, because my body had just produced this beautiful being, had done exactly what it needed to do, and had you know, was just, I had so much respect, was what I'm trying to say. I had so much, and I have, I still have, so much respect for my body and what it's been through and what it's done. We're almost two years on now, so Amandine is 21 months in a moment. Tomorrow, in fact. 21 months tomorrow. Um, So she's almost two, and I don't know if it's that creeping up on me or if it's the fact that I'm doing more exercise, but I just suddenly now feel pressure personal pressure, no one else, personal pressure to tone up, be smaller, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed that my mind has switched back to that, I'm frustrated by it because I really thought I'd done a lot of work, especially through my pregnancy and the other side of my pregnancy on body image and what it meant to me and um, being comfortable in my own skin. Don't know if it's lockdown and just thinking about it too much. Um, uh, There could be loads of reasons behind it, but apparently I need to do a bit more work on that, (laughs) which is frustrating. Um, I also think in my mind, I very much thought I'd be pregnant already by now uh so I think it could also be there could be something around that in that I'm not pregnant and I don't feel like my body is doing what it should be doing um so I'm almost countering it by exercise and this body image mind battle that's coming back So dealing with that as well at the minute, um, because I am so conscious, wasn't such a big deal when, you know, didn't really think about how it would affect other people when, uh, before pregnancy, but now I've got Amandine, you know, and I, I don't want to pass this on to Amandine throughout my entire life, I guess, my mum, who is amazing, she's so fit, she's beautiful she's got an incredible figure um but has always struggled with I don't know every single month it seems that she's starting a new diet or she's exercising a lot more or you know she's weighing a lot more um and she's using the scales a lot more I haven't stepped on the scales since I gave birth to Amandine since well since becoming pregnant actually because that is just one big very steep downhill slope for me mentally but um yeah, I've kind of grown up with it and I don't want to pass that on to Amandine. I really don't. Um, so I want to pass on the fact that you exercise because it's healthy and um, it's for you and it's to respect your body um, and it's fun and it's enjoyable and you can do lots of different things. It doesn't really matter what you do, but you don't have to work out as, or diet or lose weight. It's just fun to be strong and fit and healthy. That's what I want to pass on to Amandine. 
not that I need to be a certain shape, a certain weight, a certain size, um, fit into a certain size pair of jeans or clothes or, uh, yeah. So going, processing all of that at the minute as well. Um, there isn't a huge amount else to share in all honesty, (laughs) but somehow I've been talking for almost 50 minutes and yes, if you're listening, let me know you're listening. Please let me know you're listening. Can you please take a screenshot of the podcast and tag me? (laughs) Because if you've got this far, I am honoured that you have listened to my waffle, my drabble um, for so long. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Now, I am sure a lot of you have been doing very similar to what I have been doing um, since the death of George Floyd. The Black Lives Matter movement has very much come centre stage, as it well should be. I've been taking a lot of time to educate myself, um, to learn. Uh, I found some brilliant IG accounts. I'm also um, reading I'm Not Your Baby Mother by Candice Braithwaite, which is fantastic. Highly recommend. Um, It gives an amazing insight into motherhood as a black woman. Um, But I am also uh, looking for some books for Amandine. So if you are too, I found some great accounts uh, which have kind of covered all of this. Um, The Every Mum on Instagram and also The Conscious Kid, which I'm sure you've seen being shared all over the shop. Uh, And then also Inclusive Storytime is a really great account. Do spend a bit of time scrolling through um, all of their posts because, you know, these accounts have been, you know, they haven't just started in the last week or so. They've been doing it for a very, very, very long time. Uh, And we can learn through all of the resources out there that have also been there for a very, very long time. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you are all uh, doing okay, doing really well. Please connect with me. Um, It is lovely. I love hearing from you. Love connecting with you. I will try my very hardest to share a little bit more on Mum Talk about, uh, you know, reviews of things that we like and things that we don't like. And uh, if you have any ideas of what you'd like me to cover, then I absolutely will. Um, So yes, please do keep in touch with me if you're listening right now. I would love for you to uh, share with me that you are listening. It's always really nice to hear. If you haven't yet done so, I beg you, please um, go and leave a five-star review and a little comment on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. If you have a moment, it makes a huge difference um, to the podcast and it really gets it out there for other mums dads carers to listen to and hopefully enjoy lots and lots of love have a lovely rest of your week and i'll see you next week bye